New York Times bestseller. Okay. O what does that tell you? A uh, a uh, number of the magazine of a number of the newspaper that was launched during a day that excelled in its No, no. It's a uh, it's Oh, wait. E a featured book on yes. on on the yes. on the newspaper. I don't know how you went on a totally totally different know, route and then when i wanted to interrupt you like oh no i actually got the answer here it is <laughs> i don't know I, were, I you, had were you just messing with me no i had two answers <laughs> in my head and one of them was just <laughs> <laughs> no really i thought of, i thought see that's what i am talking about when anyway we got you got a complex mind okay tell me well, you tell me what 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 does new york Times better mean to you what do you think when, what do you think of when i say that it sounds popular i think uh, a lot of the books that get a lot of Attention. Are actually mentioned as a New York Times bestseller. For real, doesn't it look like everyone is a New York Times bestseller. Lately, it sounds like it. Either that, or they're part of Forbes, a, ca a category of like Forbes. They are mentioned in there. W what does Forbes have to do? Have to um, do I'm I'm just saying there's the stuff that I keep hearing in 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 terms of publicity. Mm -hmm. I guess mm -hmm. if it's a product or if it's a person that has succeeded in some sort of way. Um, by I don't know being a um, renowned author or speaker or person of influence, I usually see them associated with this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With like as a New York Times bestseller or a Forbes thirty under, depending on yeah. their age, obviously, and yeah, yeah, forty under forty. Because yeah. I've seen that everywhere. I've I stumbled upon another book called New York Times bestseller. I said, whoa, where? Why is everyone in New York Times better? Like, is mm -hmm. it even that valuable if you're that? And apparently, it makes a lot of sense. I don't know how I didn't think of that. They have like a they change it weekly, this uh, New York Times uh, uh, top like ranking, and I suppose you need to be part of it at least once so you can claim it on your book cover. And I have to say, it did work for a, a lot of years when I saw that on a. On a book in a book description, I said, "Wow, okay, this is the real deal," but it's not like the drum roll, Oscar, <laughs> your favorite topic, as so in as in even even it's like the one percent of the one percent of the one percent. This is more like, okay, to not really the ten percent, but the one percent. It's not ex extremely refined, as in a hundred top books of of the year fight to death, and then only one wins and. Even at the dismay of number two and three, who most people say would have uh, would have had more credit to to earn that title. No, it's pretty much like we change weekly. You have you need just one times out of fifty two weeks to get it done. So get, get it's, it's it's sort of like a, a one week hotspot for a book. Yeah, pretty for much for an author. That's mm, I had no idea it it works like that. And when I when I found that out it was not disappointing but i said hmm, okay you can actually tweak that because if you've got a huge following on uh, whatever kind of platform you can and we've seen gary vaynerchuk do that i'm not saying he should not be a new york times better or whatnot i'm not claiming anything but i'm thinking someone like him can do something like hey guys instagram story and twitter post and facebook post and all these platforms hey guys let's let's speed it up now please help me here so I can get it this week, so I can claim it. Obviously, he won't say it with these these words. But uh, do you get what I mean? You don't get. It's it's sort of like uh, pushing your your. You can content. push it artificially, okay. yeah. Because you only need to hit it once. As the at the Oscar, you don't really have anything to do. You 
the Oscars usually, if, if you want to, to get in, into that level, it's far more than just the, 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 the story that has been made as a film. They have a ton of money that they keep as a, um, whoever produces the film, right? The, the big production company and so forth. They keep a big amount of money for advertising. And there are a couple, a couple other methods to keep the films uh, in, the, um, in the Academy's attention, in the members' attention. They keep it in cinemas as much as possible. They, they do a lot of uh, marketing campaigns with the actors and the directors and the mm -hmm. producers in different so shows. So it's sort of like it's, it's a more indirect push. This is what I'm that. saying. But yeah. it takes a, hu a bigger amount of effort over a sustained period of time. As opposed to yes. you can you you are able to artificially push it in a week to get a newer times uh, to get in in that top in that ranking. Yes. So this is when I said, hmm, it's not that much of a deal now, is it? I'm not saying it's easy; everyone can do it. But once you get a bit of a following, like look, you can get a big following, but not not win an Oscar because someone else uh, deserved that prize better in in the opinion of these critics. I think it's easier now in theory. Yeah, than it was. Okay. Because everybody knows how it works. It doesn't mean you are that good to meet both points, to be equally good in your story and have a You're talking great about Oscar now or New York uh, Times? The Oscars. Okay. Were you talking about the New York Times? Yeah, because you can pump it. Um, so, sorry, uh, re can you repeat again the yeah. what you said about So, the I was saying that as opposed to Oscars where it takes, uh, it takes effort over a sustained period of time, you can artificially pump your... It sounds bad the way I put it. I don't want to make it sound bad. I'm saying, hey, this is what can happen in the sense that it's, it's, uh, you can perceive it differently when you see a New York Times bestseller because if you've got a large following, you're going to ask people, okay, guys, help me out a bit on this one. Okay, so i got two questions now. Mm. Uh, first one is, how does the pumping work? I mean, if you market the book that you've have written to the public does it have like a uh, if it's digitally uploaded right if people buy it they th the system counts one purchase as um, more exposure for that author doesn't mean that the actual reader has to the actual potential reader has to read that book I mean, how does how does that popularity work? Because in films, it's pretty easy. You get a ticket, you go to the cinema. You don't get out of the cinema once you bought the ticket to see it. Yeah, and so that counts as a like view. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that counts as a view. It, it raises the box office and so forth. So the movie becomes more popular, yeah. right? So this is how you raise the popularity, hence the recognition. Hmm. In for the book, does it work as in like a purchase? type of thing so you one purchases it and then it's being tracked online based on that and then i think so i wouldn't know we have to ask people from new york times in the first place mm -hmm. but i guess so because you asked me how does that happen i've seen gary do stuff like buy a hundred books and uh, get one on one time with me see so it's like a it's like a some some sort of barter because it's not necessarily for the money i suppose i guess he would ask for something else if he really need the money like a uh, hundred times whatever the price of the book is but i suppose his value out of that is getting these sales and i guess it's uh, subjective uh, opinions from new york times people but obviously sales will influence it but maybe as well i don't know running some ads against new york times people the the newspaper employees is it a newspaper i think yeah yeah more than sure yeah yeah i know their their logo yeah 
and the second question that yeah, I yeah. wanted to ask, besides the system, because I'm not actually sure how it, how it works. Are you planning on writing a book? Ask ask me that six months ago. I said never. Like, yeah, what are you been, asking me? You've been writing ask me some today. Huh? Hell yeah, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I seen. Okay, you were gonna say you were gonna get into my daily writing. Mm-hmm. What, what were you gonna say? I was I linking. I was linking this question to the fact that you have been writing quite often now, and I think once you do that, yeah. you start. You know those seem like th- they seem like little exercises that you know can further turn into something bigger this is like the same principle that i try to do usually with when i'm making you know films i do short films and i keep repeating them repeating mm-hmm. them and repeating them until a bigger film is just a matter of more short films put together yeah so i'm, I'm thinking that what you're trying to do right yeah. now is to combine all of this exercise that you've been putting through and maybe you're gonna be ready to yeah just what are you thinking? What, what you want to write about? The story starts a bit like two years ago, I think. Some time ago when a f- friend asked me, do you write? And I said, mm, I would, but for me it's not that rewarding and I'm not good at uh, gathering, organizing my ideas, which I still think I'm not. But um, once, I st- once I, so that was it two years ago, whenever that discussion was, was uh, between me and that dude. But then once I started with this thing, I said to myself, okay, I'm going to write daily, but it doesn't have to be like w- a chapter, like six pages or uh, a thousand words. If I feel I'm writing literally a hundred words or 50 words or 200, something that's not extremely, it doesn't take a lot of effort, so be it. It's fine. But then I get into it and I see that I, so that happens literally every day. I sit down, I have an idea and I, sometimes I start cold turkey. Some other times I just draw the lines, like the ideas that I want to uh, bounce between. And I have, I have an uh, estimation in my head of 200 words. One hour later, here I am at 1,300 words. And I'm like, Jesus, my, my fingers are bleeding and I have to edit this. So it's going to be add some, mo- add some minutes on top of that. Um, and yeah, I don't know. So literally every morning, I, I think that I'm going to write a bit. And I, I'm thinking, okay, thi- this is it. I, this is the day where I take you know a bit of a break and I'm going to write a little bit less. And... Uh, and then it, it gets into something more. Uh, to your question, it might be very likely that I'm bad at writing. I'm not sure. But that's, that's exactly it. My idea is, as you said, with exercise and film, I'm looking in the future and I see, okay, one year, two years of writing daily. How bad can you be after two, uh, two years of writing, like 800 words per day? No, I, I've, I've seen what you write. You have, you have a great um, sense of... Um attracting some sort of uh, uh, some sort of attention to what you are writing so what does that mean you might not have obtained maybe yet a full um, appreciation of how words can sound really interesting in in a certain in a sort of arrangement mm. so once you start writing you, you'll see there's a musicality to it when you write sentences this is what makes me, for example, very attracted to poetry and really good novels. They have a, a very interesting way of arranging words that give mm-hmm, it like mm-hmm. a, a tone. You have the ideas really well put. You attract the attention with them. So you have that. I think what you need to practice now, if you want to get even further, is simply to read even more. But when you do, 
to try and look uh, closely to the sentences that sound really catchy catchy to you in your head and ask yourself why because besides pro- I'm I'm just thinking but besides the idea that is being put out there there's a certain um like I said musicality to the uh, order of words they just m- they sound, sound well. cool yeah but are you saying that they may sound cool but they don't give out the full idea is that what you're trying oh, to say oh no they do oh oh here's another element maybe you give out the idea but uh, more subtly Uh, you use metaphors if you want to get more artistic in your yeah, writing, if yeah. you wish to. Are you saying this is, is this is where I should be uh, arriving at after some time, or this is what I'm doing and it might be... You might just uh, get it without even realizing. Because With I time. feel... Yeah. So this is a good thing, that what you're talking about? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I, I'm, what I'm saying is that you're, you're on a good track. I'm ju- what I try to give you an advice of is just pay pay attention beyond the actual content to see how it's being uh, laid out yeah to see if you're finding something that interests you and see how that was formatted yeah how that was i like suppose it's also about context because if you write of course. if you write fiction you want to have that musicality and that catchiness i guess yeah or if you write a philosophy book because you want the wisdom What I write is for for business people, so sometimes I'm accused of of uh, rambling, of talking uh, talking too much about the metaphoric stuff, and I've seen that in myself. I think so. Some people uh, throw shade at that at this side of myself, but I'm gonna double down on it because I think it's it's something that's within me. I think why it alienates a lot of people is I get so fast into the deep, the depth, the the philosophical, the metaphoric stuff. So and and then I uh, then I realize okay this might be too 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 far for whoever's reading so let me get into the practical side and that's pretty much what I do every now and then I write the, this crazy stuff that's in my head and then new heading okay let's get into practical this will mean da na 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 and I take a a company and say what it will mean for them yeah now that I think of it I might have experienced that uh, no no I wanted to say that involuntarily i think i i gave you this advice just because of the stuff that i'm interested in mm. and mm. i didn't take in consideration the fact that you're actually um talking about some facts but S- i think no i think your advice is still solid this is if you want to add a touch to it but that doesn't mean that you have to change completely your tonality now due to the field of interest that you're uh, involved in yeah that you know speaks more about Um, facts like I said yeah uh, there's a an you can have or not have an artistic maybe tweak to it if you feel like yeah but it's not necessarily I think right now in your case it really depends on what you're gonna try and do in the future Boop. <laughs> <laughs> Does Rogan end up doing this? I haven't seen, you know. Uh, I don't know. I, I I see him laughing sometimes. The other day he fell out of his chair. You started yeah. watching him. Yeah, yeah, sometimes I do. And whenever he laughs like hysterically, his whole head turns. He's a cool dude. I like yeah. him. He is. He's really... Curious. Uh, don't want to say... Um, well, don't say it then. Okay. We want to be friends <laughs> with him. We don't want him to listen to this and say... No, mm. I wanted to say that he has a very objective point, usually, to everything. Which, it is really hard to maintain that 
because he literally has a lot of his um, activities recorded. Yeah. Or at least three ideas. hours every two or three days. Imagine how how that must be for him, because you as a person, you can uh, you can slip something, right? It's recorded and it's gonna sit out there, and you didn't want to say that specific thing. And I think it's oh, extremely yeah. hard, you know, for him to maintain all of that. Oh no, I I'm more than sure he doesn't think about like he's okay with. He's a comedian in the first place, mm-hmm. so he had some stage time even before the podcast. But I think he's at a point where he's, he's just putting himself out there without... Because it's too much of an effort to, to have this filter for yourself, I would say, to be careful what you're saying and whatnot, as opposed to letting it uh, flow freely, which is the truth. Yeah. yeah, I would say. But I was saying about... I was asking if you know about that pottery class, uh, social experiment, whatever the hell that is. You would see mentioned every now and then. You know, like they had two classes. The story goes like this these people had two classes of, of children who were learning pottery. And to one class, they said, uh, try to make it perfect the first time. And you have like 100 days, so uh, whatever you do, you need to make it perfectly once. And the other class was told, listen, here's the deal. Do as many as you want. In 100 days, w- you just need to come up with the best you can. But just keep on doing Do at least two or three every day. Doesn't matter that they will be awful in the beginning. Just keep on doing them. And uh, the takeaway is the bit of wisdom is that the second class was uh, came up with much better stuff and then plugged the mainstream uh, <laughs> thing that makes my makes my hair tickle, uh, where keep on failing, no, 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 nothing will go bad. Okay, if we, t- if we were to strip that off, here's what we, we take. Doing it a hundred times, trying it at... at make it miserable in the beginning it goes to a better place than trying to make it perfect and overthinking and you, we know the whole deal did you hear about that you I heard now i didn't know about the, the pottery pottery class but obviously the concept is pretty much spread all over the internet right now yeah in that sense this is just a m- metaphor for a that. story yes yeah. that you know gives you like a actual as example are you asking me what what do i think about the i am now two methods yeah i was going to talk about myself like a narcissistic person but yeah i need to ask you as well no i i, I was joking sure. i'm joking yeah. go on go on tell me uh, what should i tell you which one do i prefer if i prefer one of them or what's my general view of for me it's pretty clear that as humans we have a tendency towards the first one to try and do a thing the perfect way the first time yeah, because it feels bad the first 5, 10, 15, 20 times when it goes to shit. I am going to take uh, both of the both of them and apply them to what I usually and try to do, if I can. Okay, what does that mean? It's... I always try in my head and think that I'm going to do something... Go on, go on. Perfectly for the first time. But equally, I think that I'll, I'll have to repeat that. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, but I, what I'm saying is that I'm taking from both of them. But that's it's the thing. No matter what happens, number 50 is going to be way better than number one. Of course. Like, uh, you, you can't do anything about it. Of course. The difference in those two is maybe the perception of, of thinking that what you're going to do, you think it's going to be perfect the first times versus yeah, get that as well. versus 
doing it knowing that it's not going to be and pushing it forward. So either either which one do you think is better, one or two? Because I do one. I always think I'm, I'm always doing something the first time. I say, oh, this is the shit. Same. And then I look back six months out and I say, what the hell? I thought that was the shit, but yeah. that's literally crap. I I I tend to to look at it, at it, you know, the same way. Maybe because sometimes I don't have. Um, a patience for it, which is bad, which is bad, and I'm trying, I'm trying to, to correct, you know, that in some sort of way. Yeah, go a bit I heard you've been more on the left side. Cool. Yeah, and um, maybe the addition to all of this is just, you know, the patience. Yeah. Whether you think it's gonna be perfect or not, I think it's just, it's your choice at that particular time, and. What I think you need to to focus on is just the the patience of of that. Yeah, but that's why I plugged this this sto- quick story in because it was my take on the articles. I may have exaggerated with it because I said so. Actually, let me start with this. When I started writing for myself some time ago, I would get into it and, and try to make it perfect. As in, I'll get lost within my ideas, and it would be very painful. And I think that's actually what scarred me from from writing because I, I would be like 3,000 words into it. It would be just a mess of words, which might be today as well. But here's what I made. I made a pact with myself that, okay, given that number 50 is going to be without a doubt superior to number one, what's the, what's the point of? So I just went and wrote them and I most of them I published them without editing. I only recently realized that sometimes I might have to need to, to, to have at least one more look to see because sometimes you might write something that doesn't make sense grammatically speaking or like you interrupted mid-sentence you started writing but you still have a word that shouldn't be there from the first way you wanted to write a sentence yeah but that's pretty much it i said i'm gonna write and not edit because my thinking was if it's shit now well it can't really be shit after 1000 articles daily articles so that's what three years that's a lot but you're just gonna burn the first first hundred or I mean, they might be there. If you get far, it would be very funny to look at the first ones that didn't do, uh, did, didn't get to any amount of quality. What, what are we thinking? I wanted to you say wanted that to if, if you want something even better than that, uh, maybe not even even think about it at all as long as you it brings you some sort of joy. Oh yeah, that's so I think that's also what kept me going. If you if you keep doing doing it and not think about the repercussions, if it's gonna be good, if it's gonna be bad, but at least have in mind some sort of ending point. Where do you think this is gonna lead you, or not? Because you can be you can be. Here's another cool thing. You can be two types of hero uh, in this journey or story, if you want. Mm. You can either be um, Alice from Alice in Wonderland, or you can be Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz, which well, means... I don't know too well any of them, so please feel free to go into... In The Wizard of Oz, Dorothy chooses her journey that she has to follow Oh, as a, as a hero. In Alice of Wonderland, mm. Alice falls accidentally into a journey and becomes a hero of it. Mm-hmm. So maybe you will accidentally, you know, while liking what you're doing reach a certain point or yeah. you have a specific plan of steps that you're doing but not focusing too much on uh the repercussions of it but you just moving forward with it yeah i suppose just back to what you were saying earlier 
we're all a bit of both. Yeah. Because I I was having this this uh, meeting with some people who wanted my uh, wanted me to advise them on their startup, and they made they made plans. So they had this huge, you know, like sixty slides plus some other fifty in another document that was just a PDF. So sixty slides on a, on a PowerPoint, you would think that you know like a few words per slide it wasn't like that it was a, sh- a shit ton of work mm-hmm. and i said how much how much time did you guys spend on all this stuff because it was something you do in a week or a month for 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 any reason and this like six months so wow that's crazy but they got into uh so from their plan they got into like five years and ten years into it in collaboration with the government and and ai and machine learning and i said at some point i said look stop i know you're halfway into it uh we, and this was already the, the third time I stopped them. But before I just stopped, you know, to, to say, look, you're getting a bit far, but keep on going, whatever. Third time I said, okay, let's stop it forever because this is way too far. You don't even know, one, whether you're going to get there. And two, 99.9% if you get to that point, which I'm here to, to you know, help as much as I can to, to I, I, I want you guys to win, to get to that point. But when you get there, you're probably going to be very far from what you planned at the beginning because you don't have that experience. You know, five years means a lot. Mean a lot. Yeah. So back to what you were saying, everyone, as soon as they plan their their future, eventually they're going to have to adapt it or find out that something else is actually served to them and adapt to that. And more, most cases, that other scenario, other future scenario, means something better than they planned in the first place. At least for me, it turned out that way. And even if it looks bad, another five years go by and you look back and say, oh, that was actually a lesson. It was a blessing in disguise. That's when I first found out in my English class about this uh, idiom, blessing in disguise, I said, wow, that's it. That's, that's something that stood with me for a long time, even to this day. And I think it will stay for, for longer than today. It's something that I think you can base your life around this, this idiom, blessing in disguise. It might be optimistic. It might be too uh, Buddhist or uh, surrender to the present moment and blah, blah. But I think there's n- literally nothing wrong that happened in my life. I can think about it and I can say this person died or that thing, that person stole from me or whatever happened. But I know for sure that on my deathbed, I will say nothing happened that was bad for me in the, in the long run, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, of course. Bad things happen to you? Now that you've, you know, because you put it that way, it's hard to to label bad, but hurtful things have happened. In the short term. Yes, but they were part of the of the journey. Blessing. Yes, and I uh, I embrace them right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because it'll be it, it would be weird to think that everything will go perfect. Yeah. Uh, right yeah. for you. It would be just incredibly weird. You know, there's some sort of uh general thinking that you're 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 uh we have a tendency to go more towards positivity than we tend to go to negativity. Which is true. But I'm just thinking how odd it would be. Say that again? That we have a tendency to go to fight for positivity. I don't think so. Rather than than, um, embracing, you know, negativity. I didn't say 
Yeah, maybe I'm... Can I jump in? Yeah, of course. I I'm in your boat. I'm for positivity. But indeed, it's tabloids and, and gossip newspapers that get your attention and this and that. And I've heard something the other day that made a lot of sense. So you, you can be like me until I heard that and be like, oh, gossip newspapers, there's just a waste of time, na, na, na. But in a biological scheme of things, it makes sense, given that you'd be more surprised, you'd be more... Uh, benefited from talking about that uh, jaguar that was preying upon you rather than oh did you see the way which mammoth we've got today like how much meat we've got so it makes sense from a biological perspective why bad news are a bit more important and that doesn't mean in that sense that talking about gossip newspapers is a good thing for you today but it is an explanation you're at least excused for that what do you think about because when i heard that i took a step back i was walking i stopped and i said whoa what was that? Let, let's let's go again through it, because it makes sense here. It makes it it excuses these people that I'm judging, which myself as well. I, I I'm no saint, but it, it explains why people would like talking about this type of stuff. Are you gonna write a book? That's what I wanted to ask. I think I'm a bit reserved when it comes to written words for some reason. Why you write every day? You write messages. I, we I, have a generation of I writers know. and readers. I might, it might be just a mask and I will, I would actually call it an insecurity. I feel that at this stage right now, um, I am more drawn to, to, um, show images and, um, videos rather than writing because mm -hmm. they all serve the same purpose. That's your way of communication. Yeah. Um, I just pre prefer it Are right you to audio? I wouldn't tell. I actually am. It was a joke because we're on a podcast now. I know, I know. Th see, this is... It feels different for some reason. Because I'm talking to you and in some sort of way, the, the my, my thoughts are delivered mainly and firstly to you and, and then interpreted by, by the others. So I feel like this is slightly more personal. Yeah. When I throw myself there with a, with a set of words, yeah, they 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 sit there and 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 they tell something specific that seems to me that that might not be me, in all of the times. Mm -hmm. Whereas okay. that might be false. But whereas when I when oh, I do I when I do a film, or when I try to portray something visually, that becomes more interpretable. Even myself, I can look at that specific, I don't know, picture and think about it and find tens of other ways to see it throughout time rather than that set of idea that was put into text and published and, you know, m it becomes, I, I don't know, it just, for me, it feels a bit more specific if I write something rather than making a film or a picture or, you know, photography that some sort of way gives you the space to interpret it Yourself. more. Okay, I get it now. Because I thought initially you wanted to say what I understood was with writing you can play a mask, you can play a character and not be yourself, especially because you can go back and edit and this and that. Yeah. But yeah, okay. Uh, th then you got me lost for a second and now I understand. It. Like you want to give the, you want to open the word of interpretation to the listener, reader, uh, not reader, sorry, viewer. I might have got you lost because I am in some sort of way still lost myself as well in 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 no, this. No, I'm just my attention. I'm I'm still trying to to form 
a, yeah. a, a way of, of, of expressing. But you got, me thinking, you got me thinking about that article I linked to you, Seth Godin's article about, what was it called? Five reasons to start a podcast? Yes. One of them, I think you highlighted two, two of them to me. Yeah. This is for context for, for listeners. Uh, I sent this article called Five Reasons to Start a Podcast. And one of them that stood out for Jacob and for me as well was something along the lines of, if you believe about believe in something or have an opinion of whatever it is about something, uh, if you were to write it, you might stumble and say, mm, "This and I don't overthink it." But if you if that happens in speech, you just go out and say it the way it is, pretty raw, and explain it to the other person. Even if you fail to succeed, you still fail to explain. You still try it and see where that takes takes you. And I I believe in that. I I believe. Uh, this could be the reason why we're having this podcast right now. Yeah. Because we, c- at the same time, we explore ourselves. I, I've learned that. I've seen that with writing as well. I think with any kind of external communication, even talking one-to-one with having a stupid conversation, you, you learn something about yourself. And when I say yourself, I mean that part that you're not controlling, that part that you're you're bargaining with when you say, going to go to gym three times a week and this and that, or I'm going to start eating clean or whatever. You're basically making a bargain with someone because if it was a, as easy as saying it and it happens automatically you wouldn't say it in the first place you, you would just plan it probably uh, that would be saying as well I don't know how it would happen but you need to bargain with yourself sometimes yeah and I uh, think when, you, when you're making a video when, when you're live when you're uh, on air and saying something or writing something you find stuff from that other person that's living within you mm. I'm not saying that I'm avoiding text completely but maybe I just don't make it um, public. I have a set of... That's you. Of yeah. yeah. I have a set of like notebooks and like in which I write my ideas and they're ha- handwritten just because uh, it seems that I'm actually putting uh, an yeah. effort to, to think about them more. I it, feel you. And again, it's not like I'm, I'm, the, I'm, I'm pushing digital away. The typewriter that you've got. It's, it's not yours. It's your it's, mate. It's my, f- my friend's. Do you use it? Uh, no. That's the most interesting piece I've seen in Bonds. So, for whoever's listening, Jacob's friend, Panos. Thank you, Panos, again. Thank you for lending this equipment. Yes. Again. He's got a typewriter that's not the usual one you think of, the one you see, uh, the it's old one. It's both digital and me- mechanical. Yeah, so you've got a little screen. Yeah, with that like serves, serves as a preview to what you're writing before it actually puts the ink on paper. Wow. That's the, the benefit of it. So how, what can we say to help people imagine? What can we point? Or like a calculator? You know how like this, this dark green? No, just imagine a, a typewriter, the classical typewriter that was used before. Yeah, but the screen I mean. It's like the calculator screen, right? Like a portable calculator, the green yes. one, light green one. Yes. Wow, that's crazy. I, I love that thing. It, it looked uh, it looked like that kind of thing. You know what retrofuturism is? Yeah. Wow, I love retrofuturism. So for, for context is... Retrofuturism is people from 1950s saying, oh, this is how 2019 will look like. And they portray flying cars, but they didn't portray social justice warriors and whatnot. Yeah. Anyway, so people from the past imagining the future. The purpose of that machine is that it, it, looks like it, does, it does one job. And because it does only one job, it keeps you focused on that one job. Cool. And I love my my friend pref- preferred it because whenever he was writing digitally on his laptop on this power machine that serves uh, you know as a telephone, yeah, it's because it's multifunctional. The distraction was everywhere. It was in a YouTube video. It was in a message. It that was in a, in a internet tab. It was everywhere. 
So that thing serves for one thing and one thing only, which is writing. And r writing in, in his case, and maybe in my case in some sort of way, is, is very important to our um, progress oh, as, wow. a, as a storyteller and as a writer. It's important to put your ideas out there in a certain way and not get distracted with something else. So as with reading, I prefer printed books over di digital books whenever I can. Doesn't mean I'm avoiding the digital ones or audiobooks. Just because I feel a different kind of interaction with a printed book. I feel it's just me and the book and that's it. Mm -hmm. And it's 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 printed. It's I can touch it. I can feel it. It's it's different. Well, yeah, it I would get you, but I'm team digital books. Again, if you if you have you know if you're on transit, if you're traveling, if you don't want to carry books with you, if you, th then I'm up for the digital version anytime. But whenever I I really want to you know. Pay attention to that book entirely. I, I always prefer the printed version just because it has it has something, you know, original to it, something authentic. Yeah. That's all. It sounds a bit pretentious, but it, it just no, no, it I makes get it. it's experience. Yeah. You're not the only one and digital versus printed books is uh th this topic is highly debated today. Mm. It's not like talking uh laptop versus well, I don't know what it could get into. But Tablet. Yeah. I guess, yeah, where people are, exactly, thank you, where people are on both sides and you can't really draw the line, like a, a conclusion. But yeah. I it really it depends on what look purposes it serves for you. Exactly. Apparently they're called electronic typewriters and I've, I'm looking at them now on eBay. Wait, let me show you this one. This looks like a like an old laptop. Like it's got a screen, not a screen with two rows. It's got a full screen. Like it looks like these very old computers. You know what that does, actually. That's I think a word processor, apparently. And you, you have to look to see how it stores uh, the information because the... Look on a black and white screen, like the old yeah, yeah. the old uh, Macs. Yeah. Do you see that, that headline, something like, dude opens up Apple II, his Apple II from 1980s and it still works perfectly? Like, it loaded the game he last used. He last opened. That was cool. This was your very elaborate answer to the question, do you want to write a book? Note to self, never asking you about books again. <laughs> <laughs> not at this, not at this moment. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I like your answer. It's yeah. somewhere probably in the back of my head as a form of expression, but I, I'm i not sure it, it's, a, it's a main focus yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't answer yours. I want to write a book eventually. But I'm thinking, I'm not that attached to it. I'm thinking if my writing will make will gain some traction. Eventually the book will make itself its way. How am I saying this? It would like involuntarily happen. The book will make itself its way to me. If it is to be. So if it doesn't happen, I'm okay. But I wouldn't go and you know, I like these stories. I knocked on a thousand doors and 999 said no. And one finally said yes. Like the, the George Lucas story. But George Lucas deserved it 100%. Do you want to talk about George Lucas? I'm afraid I'm opening the uh, Pandora box. I'm af I'm afraid to say something more than he's great. I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm we'll I leave it there. I I just want to leave it like that. I'll say two words. You tell me if it rings a bell. Team Apple. Do you know? Oh, just that. Team Apple. Yeah, and it team is it's T I M as in the name. 
Team Apple. Do you know what we're talking about? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. So apparently Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, changed his name today on Twitter to Team Today. Or maybe yesterday. I don't know. To Team and the Apple symbol. And I said, wow, cool. Like, whatever. And then I'm scrolling a bit. And I see a video of Donald Trump talking. And he Tim Cook by his side. And he says something like, Team Apple here would agree. And that was really funny. I, I found that really funny. Obviously, so there are millions of reactions and opinions on the internet about that. So you're pointing out the, the <laughs> danger of social identity vers- versus oh, or what? No, I didn't okay. think that far. You can take Let's it. Let's back down. Feel free to take it that far. I just said, wow, Team Apple, that's cool. That's cool. I retweeted and said, CH Daniel, CH Agency. But it sounds a bit stupid. <laughs> when you when it's like you create something around your name. And apparently it's not the first time Trump called someone by their uh, Twitter name. No, not by not by not by their Twitter name, but by their company name. We appreciate it very much, Tim Apple. That was funny, wasn't it? Wow. I found it funny. Mike. Did he yeah, say anything about it or did he just I'm not sure honestly. I didn't uh, didn't go too much into it. But um, Team Apple, yeah, found that fun and relevant. Oh, but that's his uh, appearance name, not his user. Okay, that oh whatever. my bad, I didn't put it, put it properly. Doesn't matter, it's okay. But I think it's nice. I think it looks actually nice with the. I didn't know the Apple yeah. logo had a symbol, like a keyboard symbol. Yeah, yeah. which it, it is uh, clearly it's, it's, it's command something, a series of no- numbers. It's like wow. the credit sign or the trademark sign or... Yeah, yeah. Wow, like, think about it. You get your... What's uh, the combination? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Character? Uh, F8, FF, for some reason. No. U plus F8, FF. Yeah, I said it right. But f- oh, but wait, it makes sense because they make their computers. So they will obviously make... Okay, okay. I didn't think about that. So you need to make your computer company and get to some hundreds of billions of valuation in order to make your own um, special character. How's that for a flex? This is literally weird flex, but okay. I mean, you wanted to create a font for yourself at some point. Yes, sir. But if need be, not just for the sake of saying I made a font. Low-key, yes, but you know, we need to preface it with some reason so as to have an excuse not to... Not to be so honest and say, I want to have a font because I'm narcissistic. Well, if you're building a company, you might make it as an identity, you know, if you want. But that's what I'm saying. In a paid project, not the CH Daniel font or CH agency. You know, Uber did that. Like, there's this agency called Wolf Allins. Wolf Allins, yeah. And uh, when they rebranded Uber this some months ago, they made a special font for them. But th- here's the second part of the story. You, m- you say... Oh, this agency we collaborate made a special font for us. That's not that much of a deal, actually, because anyways, most fonts are inspired by any of the following. One, Helvetica, and two, you say it, please. Futura. Futura, indeed. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, let's let's not go into that. Um, yeah, Team Apple, what do you have to say about that? If you don't have a lot to say, I've got enough. It the the idea is that there's a there's a difference there between a username and a and a, an appearance name. So the fact that Tim Cook as a 
as a group of words hasn't disappeared completely doesn't you know change the whole thing but i think it just makes him you know different on the platform because if you if you he think about it he memed the president i like that i mean that uh, that's that's completely if we're gonna talk president that's a completely another discussion but you know okay let's not get um yeah hopefully not um there are you know a bunch of artists who have creatively used their social platforms and didn't even use their names and they yeah. just you know figure out some funny ways of yeah, yeah. using bios and usernames and appearance names or even use characters to stylize their name right yeah He's a Rocky with a dollar so sign. And he's not the first one, I'm sure. In his case right now, I just... To me, when I look at it, it feels cute. It just looks cute, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Team cute. Well, okay, that would be his next name. Send him <laughs> a DM. Say, yo, this is what I want next time. My my Twitter is empty. I have nothing on it. Oh, I, it I don't, I'm not following you. It exists, I but follow you. it's empty. Please look at it. Well, if it's empty, there's not a lot to... to, to I think I just follow people and that's it. But do you use Twitter as in consume? No, rarely. This is the... I love it. The second time this weekend when I uh, opened it. But I feel like, you know, much like VK is popular in Russia and not Facebook, it's just a matter of the social network effect. Where we grew up and in the UK as well is not that big. I feel like it's big in the States. Twitter, but I think it's amazing. I love the constraint. The old 140 now is 280, you know, for some years. But it forces you to put out what raw thoughts or ideas. You can okay, you can make a chain like one, two, three, tweet number one, two, three, four, five. But even even within because of these constraints, you won't go into a wall of text, much like Facebook can become. I love that. Quick to consume. You know what I love a lot? Vine. Even though I, I didn't use it to consume it to, to see fun. I feel like Vine being closed was one of the... I, I would put it next to... <laughs> as a level of severity. Next to uh, Alexandria's library burning. <laughs> okay, not really. Not really, Obviously, oh. not, not on that level. But it is that... that but they, have some, they had some sort of backup. From what I remember, they, they copied some transcripts and it wasn't all in vain. From what I remember. Oh, you're talking about the library, not yeah, Vine. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about the... Let's talk about what matters, which is Vine. <laughs> oh, man, a lot of conceptions, concepts have come from that time, so we cannot just abandon. True, true. Um, but with Vine, it's just RIP. Um, well, let's talk about Vine. Here, here, here's what Vine taught me, which is to, to fit an idea as short as possible, right? Yeah. As, so what was it? Six seconds? Six seconds. Wow. And when I'm going to, when, when Vine uh, failed, when, when it dis what was the reason again? They were bought by Twitter, I think. And then yes, they were closed. They were, yeah. I um, remember that. Twitter closes Vine. Oof. Do you think that um, because Twitter um, bought it was part of, part of its decline, part of its like, um, failure at the end which well, I, I don't know I, i'm not even sure why it was closed in the first place this is what i'm trying to understand because was it just a lack of uh, users at some point lack of views and it just it became saturated well this surprise for two reasons 
wait, I'm trying to read now why was it closed. Vine is no longer a social media network, it's a mini entertainment industry in your pocket, Mashable was saying. So what went wrong? Wait, let's take a break so I can read this quickly. Should I? Uh, should we, I mean? Yeah, of course. I, I really want to know why. Because I, I, cannot, um, I cannot talk about it. Look, they're saying this, that it's not a new thing co when you compare it to Snapchat. Say it's uh, serving, sending, my bad, a six-second looped video. But I still don't think it's the same thing because you had a feed, if I remember correctly. And if you are going to pull the card off, it wasn't business viable. It, it looked from what it looked like Instagram, but it was just a bunch of videos. And, and yeah, I think and they were silly. running as a preview as well. What you mean? Uh, no, on an Instagram feed, you don't see the, the thumbnail moving. From what I remember on Vine, you could s still see a preview as you were scrolling. I think. I'm not but sure. No, so on Vine, you were forced to put six second videos that were yeah. looped. So that was the thing. So people would say, oh, I just go on Vine because it's quick to, to digest, quickly digestible content. And you would find yourself two hours later into using Vine and watching all these funny videos. Because a lot of comedians became big there. I suppose, yeah, because you can't make like education in six seconds unless it's some... Look, here, here's the thing. Being constrained gives you the, the, the place to educate someone quickly in six seconds. Can you do it? Well, probably not if it's physics. But who knows? Maybe it can be a quick tip for I just think people life. got tired of it. And that's no way. I, 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 I cannot think of a... No way. I can, my mind doesn't, doesn't work. I cannot think of a better... Look, they say that they feel to monetize Twitter, to, to monetize Vine, sorry, over a three-year period. I don't know. Obviously, Twitter is not notorious for making the shit ton of money in social media. Like, they're, they're not number one. No, I'm not blasting their money-making skills. And look, they bought it for 30 million in October 2012. Now, I'm not saying that's not a lot of money, but it's not a lot of money when you compare it to social media platforms, when Facebook paid, what, 1 billion for Instagram and 18 billion for WhatsApp? 18. 18, yeah. Depending on currency, 16, in, was it in pounds, I think? 18 in something else. So look, they're saying uh, they just couldn't monetize it. I'm not sure how you, how given that allegedly they had, allegedly they had 200 million people on their platform. But they also say the fact that Instagram put a video around that time, which was in 2013 indeed, um, they no longer curtsy celebrities, much like Instagram putting stories made people migrate from Snapchat to them. So I understand the situation is a bit tough. But I'm still sad Vine is down. Not because I was using it that much, but because it was a nice place. Right? Okay. Detroit typewriter. So you weren't using Vine that much. Fine, we can... We never. Can. I never actually used it because... Um, I had no particular opinion about it. I was not for it, not against it. It, it didn't mean any... Like, twi like Twitter is right now. And uh, maybe I, sh I should, you know, exploit it more, but I'm not. Mm. Vine just didn't... Talking about Twitter. I've seen the other day, so... The back we we're just making reference to Joe Rogan's podcast a lot. Uh, Jack Dorsey, you know who he is? I'll tell you who he is. He's the founder of Twitter, 
and now the CEO since I don't know 2016, 17, 17 I think, and he's been on jo- Joe Rogan's podcast like two or three weeks ago, and he was the most hated podcast of his, and obviously he has a very loving fan base, like you don't just listen to three hours of this dude talking if you don't like him, over a thousand episodes, yeah. It was the most downvoted and disliked and, and very hated. Reason why? They said, I didn't listen to it because I, I don't really listen to a, a lot of his podcasts. They said something along the lines of Joe was too afraid to ask him the tough questions. And here's the underlying thing, which I'm just feeling it out. I'm, I don't have facts on it. But I think there's a huge problem with Twitter and sen- censorship and the way they police the platform against uh, hate speech and doxing or stuff like that which is why joe rogan made a public statement saying something like look guys uh very good news jack is very happy to have a second podcast because of this where we'll tackle exactly the thing that you were complaining about which i think was an amazing move as in very nice both from jack and joe uh, like they could easily ignore it but you know you can't just ignore the elephant in the room and they did a second one Jack came with his, what was this woman's position? So her name is Vijaya. Cool. So Jack agreed on a second podcast, which they made with, obviously, Jack and Joe. Uh, Twitter's global lead for legal and policy and trust and safety stuff at Twitter. And so it was, think of it, I think Joe Rogan's experience can really become a debate place. Mm, I'm really sure he, he wouldn't want that to happen like to steer it in that direction but this was pretty much what it was because you literally see them at their table on the left side is Joe and this guy I forgot he I left his name uh, uh, for, for the end Tim Poo who's a journalist who from what I've heard I didn't listen to the full uh, episode but he's a very incisive person as in he asked you from so what happened with this guy why did you guys ban him what happened here like not not aggressive but he's expressing uh, concerns in a direct manner yeah, and on the right side, I told you, Jack and the Global Lead for Legal and Policy. Yeah, so I've I've plugged this in as a as a subject because I found that interesting. So this dude started Twitter because I've researched him a bit. Just got a bit on t- into his Wikipedia page, which is not a lot, but um, he started it because he did something with shipping, I think, or like delivery stuff, whatever. So he won a messaging platform. So here's this dude in San Francisco, most probably, starting his project for himself. Next thing you know, 13 years later, becomes the platform for free speech and for the president to basically win the election. That's what he claimed, Donald Trump. And for people to communicate, like when I say communicate, it's not like I'm texting you, hey, what's up? Like, how's it going on Instagram Messenger? We're communicating as in Elon Musk is putting out info about his company in the same way he might communicate to his shareholders, like that kind of sensitive information. So it's it's this thing that makes the world spin and round and round. And I've... Uh, what have I seen? Yeah, I was reading this stuff that when this bridge, I think the Golden Gate Bridge in the States was uh, open, there were too many people, because, you know, it was new. There were too many people and it almost reached the maximum weight level. And someone said in the comments, I'm like, oh, yeah, they didn't have Twitter back then to, you know, let each other know. I said, wow. How's that for for a project that started, you know, just for a dude that wanted to make his life a bit easier? 
What do you think? Listen, it's back to the Alice versus... What was the, your comparison? Alice versus? Dorothy and Alice. Yeah. No, Land versus accidental. This is Alice, right? If it's accidental, then yeah. It was pretty much accidental, I would say. So... The, th the thing about, you know, um, all, all these important public people that have these accounts right now, and they, like you said, they mention stuff about the companies that they run and their thoughts and so forth. I mean, if, if they have to do it where the people's at, right? What do you mean where people's at? Yeah, I mean, they got to use the platform or, or the means of communication where everybody else is. Mm. to do it and I don't know more than that it's, it's just the way it is so look in 2000 Dorsey's 2000 I thought Twitter was 2006 whatever 2000 Dorsey started his company in Auckland to oh to dispatch couriers taxis and emergency services from the web yeah 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 shall we wrap it up I've had some some more stuff here but let's take it to the next time Steady but slowly I feel like we were we're gaining more stamina. Yeah. For each one. And what's that momentum, right? Like we we kept on yeah. building on top of it. Yeah. I'd recommend this episode and number three. What? Right now, I think we're really good with the first half hour, and then we start lingering without noticing. But at first, we couldn't even you know do ten minutes. I think. And I think it's just starting to get better and better. I think it's all okay to be honest. Uh -uh. No, I just think it's progressing but thank you for this i really enjoyed this episode mr jacob p it was my pleasure thank you as well